Antifa. Dude, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to get flagged right at the beginning so that, you know, they, they know our, where our affiliations lie. Just so the president and his allies knows that we are the enemies of the state now. Well, yeah. I mean, did you hear our, our, our review of... Uh, what have we the 1975? 1975. I mean, that's that's fascism. Fascism, if I've ever heard of it. Fascicore. <laughs> hey, if you're gonna put Greta Thunberg on an album and then we have to review it, I mean, we're we're tagged right there. We're we might as well just embrace it. Like at this point, being an enemy of the president of our current president and his allies, that's kind of yes. like a, a badge of honor, really. I mean, it's like, 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 all right, we did it, dude. It is like 98% of every organization out there. That is the enemy of the president? That means that we're like very non-punk because we're going with like the majority. So remember, it's more punk to go Republican. Republican is the new punk. Yes, yes. Oh, I just threw up in my mouth. (laughs) So so keeping in um, the, uh, the tone of this week's episode, we're—I mean, we we can't escape it, and I think it's important we talk up, we 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 speak up about it. Yes. Kind of, it's 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 going to be going to be kind of a little bit of a therapy session for the for the two of us. Um, in keeping with this tone, I've got uh, I've I've got a joke for you, Adam. So, uh, what yes. what's the difference between a police officer and mm. a bullet? Hmm. The bullet. What it's told, <laughs> you get it. Oh, that's, you get that's it. a good one. Wait, that's I don't know if that's one. true or not. <laughs> no, no. When a bullet actually kills someone, then mm. you know it's been fired. Oh, you get it. Police but, officers act with impunity. Not with, not in the real sort of way. You know, nah. <laughs> I mean, the bullet doesn't have like a a four hundred one k to fall back on. It doesn't have like. Three, it doesn't go on paid administrative leave. Right. And has three children that it has to stress about. <laughs> and goes home to his and has to and has to be home with his wife full time who he also abuses. That's what they want you to believe, Mike. That's just that's just Antifa getting to you. Antifa is telling you that all police officers beat their wives. It's not Okay. It's not a hundred percent, maybe ninety nine percent, but not it's just not the it's just not the statistical you know, majority. Anyway. Exactly. <laughs> anyway. Are you going to be like this all episode, by the way? I'm just give, saying. Give me a heads we, up. <laughs> all I know is that we got to see each other in person. Oh, my gosh. We should probably Yesterday, talk about that. As of this recording, covered Saturday in, for the covered listeners. In covered in COVID. We braved <laughs> the, we, we braved, we, we, we dashed past the armed guards yep. at our, at, at our front doors, at everybody's yes. front doors. Just and, going uh, from we, one city to the next. You know? Yep. The Menifee militia was blocking the Paris people from coming in, and vice versa. I mean, I'd be worried too if I was if I was in the your Menifee city. militia was guard, <laughs> standing guard from the from the Paris paratroopers. <laughs> and that makes sense because Paris is known for their, its skydiving. Exactly. And so you guys just barreled right through. You took out like fifty armed militiamen just to get over here. And like I thought about it. Um, speaking of our trip, speaking of our trip over, I thought about it on the drive home. And other than my family, like my, my, my wife-to-be and my daughter, yes. you two are the first people I've actually hugged in like <laughs> two and a half months. Whoa. It's crazy. 
That's so sad. It's almost like you need a a, a, a hugging robot that lives in another city <laughs> just to come visit you every so often. <laughs> what is love? <laughs> so, right. But it was it was very interesting. Finally, oh, we had, it was very I had such a great time. Man, it was about time. And then like Mike and Erica stayed till the wee hours of of the morning. It was like what nine fifty five or so when you guys left. It was and, so late. <laughs> The middle of the night, practically. Oh my gosh, I could I could see the sun coming, <laughs> and like and and I was so tired, and I literally like went to bed. I was out within like a minute. I remember nice. like thinking about something briefly, and then like that was it. Until I was having this like crazy, bizarre dream of being at a zoo where a tiger was on the loose, and we were like as a crowd about to get mauled by this tiger, and then like the zookeeper <laughs> shot it with a tranquilizer and we were all just like so relieved and overcome with emotion and just oh, like thank goodness forming together as like one society and it was so beautiful and i was weeping and crying and then i hear wah, wah, wah! and it was my child trying to you know jump out of her window at 5 28 in the morning and um yeah so i i had to deal with that and i've been oh sweet lord <laughs> <laughs> well that's a good seven hours of sleep right it was From ten something to like five something. It was so many hours. I could have used seven more. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I bet, man. <laughs> I, 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 that's any any extra minute we can give you is, mm-hmm. is is a win to me. But no, your daughter insists. Your daughter insists that we play that extra game. Oh, that's right. You guys were so cute last night, being like, "Oh, why don't you just sleep in? It's it's a Saturday or a Sunday. Why don't you just sleep in?" <laughs> You guys are so dumb. Oh. <laughs> We're so stupid, aren't we? <laughs> like, it's just Sunday. Sleep in like a normal person. Oh, my God. And it's just like <laughs> 5.28 in the morning. Child's trying to leap out of her bedroom window, you know, and smiling at the passerbys on the street, waving to them at 5.28 <laughs> in the morning and squealing in an angelic two-year-old delight. And you Why know, are there passerbys by your window at 5.28 in the I have no idea. Why else would she be squealing? <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's a little, it's the little bunny rabbit that we actually drove past on when, when we left your house yesterday. Yes. And then so I I just I laid her back down. I said, "It's not time to get up yet." It was for me, but for you, it's not time to get up yet. I'm going to go eat my breakfast and and enjoy the next 15 minutes of silence before you start climbing out your window again <laughs> or attempting to at least. So that, and that, that almost 8 hours later, here you are. <laughs> Well, and then she went out for her nap, and she's been out ever since. Mm. Tranquilizers. <laughs> yeah, she'll be up in like five minutes, and then this episode will be over. But anyway. <laughs> nope. She doesn't exist anymore, Mike. She's gone. Oh, for the out. next 90 or so minutes, she doesn't exist. Out the window, into the rose bush underneath her window, <laughs> and she stays there. The rose bush nice. becomes, her, becomes her family. <laughs> I'm glad that she's, you know, I'm, I'm glad that she's like developing her own sense of belonging in the world as yes. she grows older. Her yes. birthday is next week at, uh, as of this recording. Yes. So yeah. So, but, it, but in all seriousness, like it was great to see your family again and and to live, laugh and love again. And to, and to do one of my favorite things, like no joke, I love cooking for you guys. Oh, <laughs> oh and, I, and, and I, I got to do that. I, I got to do that again with you guys. It was incredible. A, we had a mighty feast. And... 
<laughs> a mighty feast it was, sure we, was. We all <laughs> we all ate like kings and queens. I know tofu and vegetables and, and shrimp little, and chicken. A little and, bit of chicken. Yes, the <laughs> pasta and, and, and a tofu pie. Mm. Like, <laughs> like those of you out there who. <laughs> Were like, like what the, the fuck no, are they talking about? What's what? this is, what's a broccoli? No, <laughs> no, like no joke. That is what we had, and it it's so good. It was so full. so good. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Your fiance broke my toilet. I mean, it's just it's just it's, it was a beautiful time. Hey, hey, hey! Now the toilet was already you broken. She just you can't have a toilet that's ended like ninety nine percent broken. Yes. <laughs> she just pushed it went, a little bit, and finally the handle fell off. <laughs> Therefore, her fault. <laughs> it had been breaking for the last five years or so, but time now, to get a new house. Time for a new it's house. Time, it's time to move next door to that house that's for sale. I know, probably should, and then you can move into this like one. you. Yeah, there you go. You <laughs> move into that bigger house since you have the yes. bigger family, and I can just move into your house. Well, technically, you have a bigger family because if you stack Nora and Iris together, they're still shorter than Zoe. So, that is true. You know. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, as far as social security numbers goes, you oh. have the you have the bigger family. Right. More Trump bucks for me. More Trump bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, folks, uh, we're gonna we are gonna be talking a bit. Uh, we'll be talking about a little bit more music stuff this this episode. But there are stuff that we can't avoid talking about, and I know way long ago like we decided we're not going to talk about like current events and i mean that was politics and that stuff was back like that. when it's... politics were like really really bad you know like yeah the 2012 election i mean things just got so contentious and we were both just like you know what i'm sick of, of always talking about this we should probably give it a, a rest yeah and we did and we did <laughs> we did yeah and, and everything then we... got better i mean things just like miraculously last... got better in eight years yeah, and then and then kind of like the last, but besides last week's episode, like the last time we spoke out about stuff was the results of the 2016 election, and like we were worried, uh, you know, looking back on that episode, like we expressed our concern and kind of like, where do we go from here? Does this matter? Like, is this something that we can? Is this something that's going to make the country worse for wear? Like, the country's already like in a weird spot as of four years ago and we got this guy that that's that's let's in all honesty is is a buffoon and he <laughs> doesn't really know what he's doing and he just and he and in a way he kind of got memed into office which is mm. scary in and itself and then you get all this stuff about like uh you know the the election uh, the uh, the uh the uh the election being uh influenced by the russian government and there's all that stuff too and and now fake here news. we are fake news fake, <laughs> fake news yeah. anything that any anything that's not praising me and licking my boots is fake news um must be but like i spoke a little bit last week about you know i i you know i, I and i spoke in a place of anger and i and then and while i did feel bad because i felt like i was kind of speaking for you or kind of like i don't know it, it, and and it was in a, in a place of anger as well but i think it's kind of justified anger like i you know I, not, I spoke a little bit last week like we're kind of maybe where, where well, are if you? you're not if you're not speaking for me then you're speaking against me right is that that's the way we're looking at it Again, you haven't answered my question. Are you going to be like this all episode? <laughs> oh, Mike, you know how I feel about racism. 
It's no, so bad. No, I know. I it's know not it good. Is. And and I, yeah, I, I know it is. And you know, we like to kind of try to use humor to kind of def not not deflect, but to kind of cope with the. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Me personally, I feel powerless against anything. I I don't feel like I have a big enough voice to influence any change. I don't feel like my actions can really do much other than like giving to charity oh by the way i, I gave to charity to the menzingers that were doing and i gave you that song that they were selling oh cool yes i listened to uh, it interesting yeah. very, very nice good. very updated lyrics for yes. uh, america part two go to the menzingers.bandcamp.com if you'd like to contribute they are giving away a um, they're giving away a copy of an updated version of uh, america you're freaking me out from uh, from the last album and all proceeds go to a, um, a a charity that will that will I, I believe it's the charity that is helping to bail people out who have been arrested to, from the peaceful protests, uh, which is very good because uh, you know that's something that that's something that's still ongoing from this week. We talked a little bit about it last week, and it's still going on, and I think it's going to go on for a good while now. Probably, yeah. Why stop now? I mean, like, so, like, 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 like I mentioned, like last week, I, I feel like I kind of spoke for you. Like, is there anything that, like, you want to say publicly from, like, your point of view? Mm, I don't think it's. I know. I, I know it's kind of like an uncomfortable subject to talk about, and like you know, you and I, we, we make jokes and here and there, and you know, maybe jokes aren't always like the best way to express ourselves. So, like, I don't know. It, you, it's not. <laughs> sometimes it's not um but what? The, <laughs> where have you been for like what have we been doing for the last 327 I, episodes i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> this entire show has been a lie but yeah i mean like is there anything that like you want to get off your chest at all mm, no racism is bad don't sure. be racist it's if, if only it was that simple you know i know so it doesn't, I mean, everybody has their own personal opinion about what everything means. And uh, you're going to have pissed off people and then those people get happy and then you have other pissed off people and then the first people get pissed off again. And it's just a vicious cycle that doesn't seem to ever change. So let's just say stop hurting each other. There you go. You know what? If, if 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 only everyone would just listen to Adam and take his words. No, no. I mean that 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 is that is that is important, and I and I I do wish it was that simple. You know, obviously, it's... I can't sit back and be like, "Fuck those idiots and their protest of of masks." At the same, and then and then be like, "Oh, it's 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 a good idea to go like destroy things and burn things down." I can't be like. Yeah, that, that's probably a good idea. That's a good way to get your message across because I don't think that's that, that's helping the situation one bit. But at the same time, I completely understand the anger. I understand why people are pissed off. I just know that this is just this. All this does is boil the other side to uh, feel that they're the victims. So, but you know, I I, I think for. And, and I try to be like as understanding and speaking, I guess, slightly left of center as, as I can. But like from what I can see, a lot of the people who are specifically Trump supporters, they have like this huge victim complex 
Yes. They like to they like to always feel like everyone's bullying them and right. everyone's putting them down when nobody they when really nobody thing, is. They say the same thing about black people. Why are they always being the victims? Why are they being such babies? It's just like everybody has their own interpretation of this cycle that goes except around that, and except around that people of color really are abused by the police and really are abused by the the, the systems in place that prevent them from getting good jobs and getting good home loans and getting good um you know being treated with respect and and equality in our society and i know it doesn't mean that other that people on the other side are going to be like oh yeah that's a good point i should stop being an idiot so (laughs) there's yeah and and that's part of the victim complex too it's not my fault (laughs) and that's part of the victim complex that's part of like the people just denying that there's a problem therefore they don't have to think about it because if it's not their problem what why would they even try to help why would they try to look at themselves and ask hard questions that are uncomfortable and make things better for everyone like and it's confusing to me too because like why would you not want to fight for equality for everybody because do you think that takes away the equality from you like that's that yes. that's what's confusing it, it's it's, it's as if facing there's it only solely a f- on race <laughs> which is important because that is exactly what the problem is that it see, seems I, like it's, I, I it i can i can understand that i can't like put myself in the mind of like somebody who doesn't agree with that so mm-hmm. I, I don't i don't know where they're coming from it just gives them more of a reason to be like nah nah you're treating me badly therefore you should stop talking right and that and that and that <laughs> i didn't i didn't late... personally treat you bad <laughs> <laughs> but you kind of but are with your blatant you... dismissal, you know. That's 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 right. The thing but in their understand. mind, they're like, "But I didn't personally harm you." Right. Like sure, it, as pe- if other say... white people from years ago may have harmed other black people from years ago, but it wasn't me. So why should right. I? Why should I be the one that is suffers through this? Right. Stop and persecuting that's... me, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what's like what's super frustrating because like that dismissal of stuff mm-hmm. is actively harming causes of equality and right. and and just flat out denying that anything is wrong is is but so I, harmful and, and you, you granted maybe you've never taken part in a lynching okay i get it no i mean like that's <laughs> i'm sure that stuff that still that. a happens today but like two yeah sure maybe you and you your family or people you know haven't taken part in a lynching but like for you to flat out say that there's not a problem is right. is just is probably more harmful because mm-hmm. a lynching is like you can you can prove it existed or you can prove that it happened and those people are 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 every have every right to go to jail because of it but you know when it comes to systemic racism and if, when it comes to it denying the problem that's a huge bigger issue that's like deep into our society and I don't know and that's where my powerlessness comes from like because I don't know how to I don't know where to start so right. like the only thing I can do is just like listen you know right the only thing listen, I can listen and don't throw a temper tantrum no matter which side that you're on sure yeah the temper tantrum is just not going to uh, solve anything no matter which side of the fence yeah and uh but like you said I I, I understand the anger I understand the mm-hmm. peaceful protesting um, I don't yes. think, I mean, yes, there are looting and there are like people um, like the, th- the thing that I like agree with are like the tearing down like statues of like slave traders and 
you know, and Confederate, Confederate quote unquote heroes, things like that. Like, yeah, those should have been taken down like generations ago in the 1860s. I would imagine. Yeah, (laughs) that would have made there was one sense. There was one city like uh, these protesters were um, trying to pull down a statue. I don't remember who it was. I, I, you know, it's probably better we don't remember that person's name. But the the mayor of that city said, like, okay, no, don't do this. I will actually have it removed um, safely within 24 hours. And then the protesters stopped. And then the mayor, and then the mayor um, of that town, uh, you know, st- stood by his word, and he had a construction crew come and take the statue down. And well, like that is that's some progress right there. That that's I actually know. a really good thing because those statues and those monuments, though taking them down is a bold statement and it shows the the neighboring society and the neighboring people that like we're not going to glorify this kind of past hatred and that these these past oppressive figures anymore and you know that any any little step like that is a is a, is a step towards good progress and i think people are people need to understand that those things matter but the, the other side just has their feelings about it. This is our country and our heritage, and my great 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 grandfather fought but for, like, the, why for the Greys, and you know. But like, why? But, is, but it, we we it, can look at our 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 past generations and be like, oh man, wasn't Grandpa racist? But like, for some reason in the South, they can't do that. <laughs> yeah, and this <laughs> is the like, question. Oh, yeah, that... I know my 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 father or my. You know, great, great people were in the Confederacy. Like, yeah, they were, you know, it was a different time, whatever. I, I don't condone that. But no, like, these people are like, no, they were in the Confederacy. We got to be proud of that. But... <laughs> and this isn't a question I expect you to have an answer to, but like. But I'll try America... my best. I'll no, answer no, no, no. it as limited as I can, just for the last. Sure. Lives. I mean, like, it might start, <laughs> it might spark a dialogue between the two of us, but like, I don't expect you to have an answer to this because like, I don't, you know, because I, I know that you don't feel this way, but like, or, you know, are the pro side of this, but like America was built on racism. It was built by the fact that in the 1600s, white people kidnapped black people from Africa and, and shipped them over to this continent for free labor. And a lot of the things that this country was built on, the infrastructures and stuff were built on that free labor. And why is that I've heard stories. I've heard all? stories of this. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, <laughs> why is why is that glorified at all? Why is that something that we have to look back with with some sort of reverence? Why is that something that people are so protective of? Like when you I bring that up, know. it's so that's that's the thing. Like we have to acknowledge that history and we have to learn from that history and we have to stop pretending that that was okay. You know, I, I don't know. It's the same reason you look back on your Filipino heritage and you're just like, man, they, they just they were right all the time. Just... <laughs> President Dudarte <laughs> was right to murder all those innocent people. <laughs> like times were simpler back in the hut. Right. Things are so much easier if we just have one crazy man at the top of <laughs> at the top of our government making oh, all the incorrect. Cho- oh, wait, wait, We're, we have that here in the, United, the U.S. Exactly. Um, I, I, yeah. I, I don't know if it's a, it's definitely. A, I don't know. I don't get it. It's because they have nothing else to to hold on to. They're like, well, I have no importance in this world, but. At least I have this. <laughs> 
So, yeah, I, I, yeah, I have the fact it. that my ancestors were slave traders. <laughs> yes, and that was back when when we were powerful. That was the last time that I felt any power. <laughs> so it's this weird I have like to hold on to it. <laughs> and, and and like that's one of the reasons why like I, I I don't really condone nationalism. It's it's the idea of taking credit for things you didn't take part of. If, and it's the idea of like disliking people you've never met and because because the news told you something like the skewed news no matter what like if it's a left-leaning news or a right-leaning news like mm -hmm. because the news told you these people you'd never met might have done something or be might believe a certain way then you have to follow that because your national pride tells you to like that's something i, I don't understand and i probably will never understand it's 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 a strange and again it goes back to that powerlessness that i feel because i don't understand the nationalist way of thinking i don't understand this blind patriotism to things that you know are wrong and know that your country is doing this wrong like police brutality and condoning it and not giving accountability to cops who commit crimes to and and just kind of excusing a president who thinks he can do anything he wants and it's it and it's it's overwhelming and like I've, I've done a lot of like meditation this past week just to calm my nerves and just to kind of recenter myself and then i meditated again and then i meditated again and <laughs> haven't it's, stopped it, i have i'm meditating <laughs> i have i'm meditating right now <laughs> i'm just kind of going on autopilot right now but um yeah and and again that's not something that i expect you to answer for me because you know, you and I are very similar in the way we think, like ideology and like, with our ideologies and our morality and stuff. But like another thing is just like I'm I don't like people excusing racism and homophobia and sexism as if it's some sort of like political leaning, because at this point, that's that's morality at that point. That's not like for me, like every, every time I think like governance, I'm like. Hey, should we build a bridge? Like this, 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 this specific area might need a bridge. Should we raise? Should we raise taxes to build a bridge? This area needs better schooling. Should we raise taxes to re like that? Is something that we should debate, right? Like, oh, maybe we can get that money from the free market somehow. Maybe we should raise property taxes, or maybe we should raise comp. Maybe we should increase commerce with neighboring cities, and that'll bring in income. Blah blah blah. And then we can have that debate. But, but like, yo, black people are getting. Uh, hurt and murdered and arrested um, substantially higher than people of lighter skin tone. Maybe we should look into that. Like, uh, oh no, that's a you know you will agree to dis. No, there's no agree <laughs> to disagree at this point. You agree to disagree when like Adam, you like black coffee. I like coffee with like cream and sugar. That's disgusting. an agree to disagree. Disgusting. <laughs> I agree, Adam. Black <laughs> coffee is disgusting. <laughs> So like no. that's an agree to disagree sort of right. thing, right? Like I don't understand this mindset where we just excuse people who are blatantly racist, blatantly homophobic, and blatantly sexist, and just say that oh, I guess we'll agree to disagree. Like I think now more than ever we have to like call out that bullshit because like it's actively harming people, and I think people are waking up to that. Well, that is the problem with just like getting more and more impassioned is that you get more and more emotional and then you start yelling at the other person and then they go into victim mode, whoever, yeah. you know, whichever side it is, will go into victim mode. And then it's just like, 
that perpetuates more of that. And believe me, I mean, you know, I went, I, I, I did all this study in college being a sociology major, right. uh, debated these things 20 plus years ago, uh, found little, uh, little progress in, in debating this with people. And so decided to uh, respectfully back off and, you know, know that I can't do anything to change people. And yeah. it's not, it's not an agree day, like... disagree so much. It's just like, there's always going to be stupid people like this. And I'm only one person. And yeah, luckily I only know one other person in this entire world, you, and we happen <laughs> to agree with each other. So it just kind of worked out. And <laughs> yeah, like one of the reasons why we, we get along so well is that like our morality kind of aligns, which is great. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't need to fight about why Colin Kaepernick took a knee, take, takes knees during the, Ash, during right. during the national. It's like, I already like knew, that. I already knew why he did that. I was like, good for him. And then yeah. it's like, good for him for speaking out. Yeah. And then we have like people who are like on the, you know, adjacent side of what of, of people we know, and it's like, oh my god, like, do I speak out? Like, and again, it it goes back to that powerlessness because it's so exhausting, dude. I know. It's so it really like, is. I ran uh, out of steam for it when the freaking you know war started, and I was just like, this war is not right. And then right. just everything just kept on going and going despite Dude, what my voice was years ago. <laughs> so, so like, like I was, I was out there with my sign holding the no war, blah, blah, blah. Like yeah. several weeks in a row. And then I was just like, this war is still going. Bush just yeah. won again in 2004. It's like, okay, I got to like live my life. <laughs> I can't just, and I can't, on. yeah. And I can't imagine like how imp- like looking back on that when you were protesting the the, the uh, Afghan Iraq war, like, bro, that, those those wars are still going on. It's nineteen know. years later, dude. Right? Like Fuck. I just figured, like, oh well, we it might be a couple more years, whatever. And it's just like, okay, well, that was cool. <laughs> and one thing that like really opened my eyes like this past week, especially like how angry I got on the show last week, was like, and you know, and seeing all these things and kind of like looking at my own biases and looking at my own, um, you know, my, my own belief system when it comes to like people of color and, and, and their experience in this country. And I realized that like, oh my God, like especially black people, they have like the black community has so much patience, dude. Like this shit has been going on for as long as they mm-hmm. live as they've been living for generation mm-hmm. after generation after generation like right. yes martin luther king jr he, you know his movement changed things for the better but it's you know we're, we're looking we're looking out now and it's like oh fuck that's not enough dude and like people who have been born since then like they they might have had it a little bit better than like generations past but you look at people who are around now and like this is their entire life and and like I can't imagine like the type of patience and understanding that that community has to go through to see horrible things happen to their people all the time and and just kind of be like and eventually I don't know maybe go numb to it and like well another black person got shot because he went on a run and two racists hunted him down and shot him or some a black guy got shot because he was on the wrong end of a police confrontation. And it turns out he was just holding, you know, a candy bar or something, you know, it, it's, and I can't imagine like if, if that were hap- like if I were to put myself in that shoes and like the same thing were happening to like Filipino people, people, 
Mm-hmm. Like I can't imagine the type of patience that I would have to have in order to deal with that on a right. daily basis, right? But, and like that was really eye-opening too. And again, it it added to this weight of guilt and powerlessness that I have. Yes. And like, how, like how, maybe maybe that's something I can ask you. Like how how would you suggest that I deal with that? Um, you need to talk not to, to more make, people. Yeah, not to <laughs> yeah. make this about me. You know, I know there's a lot of <laughs> you, more people you, dealing you, with. <laughs> you need more... to go work in the prisons and talk to the people who are in prison to find out how many people should be in prisons, <laughs> because they still meet a bad stereotype. You know, no matter as 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 bleeding, I don't want to say bleeding heart, but as like open as you want to be with all of this, it's also good to meet other like really bad people who are from those areas who did terrible things to be like oh no no yeah i, so I get why that like i get why people some have people... never committed crimes right yes. i'm never i'm never saying that but like <laughs> but also statistically speaking black people get convicted a lot more than white people do or people well, who of the of for the same crimes well, and I'm... that's the that's the shitty thing right and but you should you know as you get to know those people and how uh uh, how much, even though they might have done something terrible, they're still, you know, convinced in their mind that they did nothing terrible, and it's all the police's fault. Um, it gives you that different perspective um, as to uh, where society is coming from, as well, like the other end of that spectrum. So, and then, and then make your informed decision. So, I'm not saying like I'm condoning anything like that, but it's like I've definitely heard those stories and you're sitting there just trying to convince somebody like, but you know, but you you can make your life better. And they're just like, no, the police need to change and I don't need to do anything. (laughs) No, no. So yeah, like I'm saying though, like I'm I'm not saying that black people don't commit crimes. Like every, like people of all races and culture commit crimes. Right. But like my, my, I think the point I'm trying to make is that, statistically and we see video evidence of it now almost on a daily basis like Mm -hmm. like the police go after black people a lot more than they do white people because everybody has cell phones everyone's filming everything at all times so if if there were like an equal amount of this stuff happening to people of all races and cultures and why aren't we seeing it you know why why where's that outrage that like you know Oh, the police are equally abusing all these white people, and like I, I, I don't think that's the case. I think there is a prejudice that goes on because we are from a racist. We are from a country that was built on racism and subjugation and stuff like that, and we're still reeling the, the effects of it. I mean, America is a very young country when you um, compare it to you know all these other established uh, countries in the world. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's. I, I, I don't know like what, what, what again not to make it about me but like what can i do to like stop feeling so guilty about this kind of stuff you know it's a hard question to answer you know <laughs> well yeah exactly <laughs> yeah I, I, i'm sorry i wasn't mean to like put it put that all on you and like make you fix my problems or anything <laughs> you know but no, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just kind of saying like getting to know those really bad people, you kind of unfortunately, unfortunately, get an understanding as to why police are already frightened going into any sort of scenario. 
like that. They've already been riddled with PTSD because of all the terrible things that have happened to them. And why would they ever talk about it? You know, to you know, try to get better or anything. So yeah, they take they, they they talk about it by use, yeah. using their fists on their wives. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that's about all I have to say about that. Mm, yeah, and uh, and I and I don't know if it's just a black issue or also a Mexican issue. Um, well, I mean, it, it's it is people of color usually. I mean, mm-hmm. black and brown people are statistically speaking stopped a lot more by the cops by white cops usually, and uh, you know they're 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 incarcerated a lot more than uh, the white citizens, and you know it's 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 overwhelming man and it's like i don't have all the answers and it's and it's and i don't know what to turn to and i don't know what to do i don't know what to say mm-hmm. and you know yeah i don't know dude it, the only thing we can do is just listen and just do our mm-hmm. best to try to like I, I mean as best we can without like major interference in our daily lives mm-hmm. uh, to try to but to what... try to be as anti-racist as we can Right. And I'm not saying that it's just it's just the uh, awful uh, black people that are incarcerated right now. There's a lot of really awful people of all races in there. And it's yeah, not yeah. it's not predominantly one or the over the other. It's pretty balanced uh, in particular places. So in prisons? <clears throat> well, I'm just saying it not Well, the prison population is like overwhelmingly black. Just saying, there's that's a like lot everywhere. Of browns too. and whites as well, who all have their terrible equal stories of what happened to them when they were arrested, and they're just there's there's definitely some really bad people out there, and hopefully this can change. But yeah. I have no idea what else to tell you. Yeah, I mean, except there's <clears throat> there's too much to this story to just answer in one. 30 minute podcast <laughs> <laughs> right yeah um I, 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 I like i said this is just kind of a, a therapy session i suppose it's just kind of get our thoughts out there because it's important to talk about it oh, yeah. and like uh, and i guess before we move on then like, just get to know criminals and then make okay. your own determinations on huh. good and bad criminals <laughs> oh, okay you mean cops okay <laughs> Get to know I'll cops. Get to know, get to know why get they're to know the some cops. Get to know why they were the victims of this whole thing. <laughs> Excuse me, uh, sir. When you're done batoning me and spray paint uh, and, and and pepper spraying me while I'm just standing here holding up mm-hmm. a sign, could, do you think we can sit down and have a dialogue? It's like as soon as I'm convinced that you're not going to try to sh- you know shoot me or kill me or something like that. Oh, he's got a knife. He's <laughs> exactly. got a knife. You all saw it. Exactly. Oh, and so man. I'm hoping that the age-old like whatever the cop thought could happen is like why you have to acquit him. I hope that that doesn't happen in this scenario or else people are going to be very, very upset. Yeah. One, um, one, one thing we need to definitely look at is like police accountability and offering more training to be a police officer as well. I think I read I a statistic that like um, being a, being a, the hours you got to put in to be a barber it's like almost twice as much, twice as much as the hours you got to put in to be a cop, and that's something we should definitely look at. You know, that's not something that that should be okay. I I don't know. I, I don't know how many hours it takes. You have to go through like a whole academy, right? Right. About eight hundred or so hours to be a cop, oh, and about fifteen hundred okay. hours to be a barber. Nice. Yeah. Well, so you know, 
We're, we're, we're well on our way, society, to having a bunch of barbers uh, protecting us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, which I feel safer, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I mean, they were they were working with chemicals. I'm just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that blue you, you stuff they know. put their combs in. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I have no idea how to solve this. All yeah. I know is that you have to take care of yourself. You can't. And don't throw a temper tantrum. That's that's no, on, no matter I'm... which side of the of the coin that you're on. Walking into the Capitol with your AK forty seven screaming about stay at home orders is is stupid. And very stupid. Burning down buildings and smashing windows and looting things is stupid. So yeah. I, I, I don't I think those looters are. I think those looters are more opportunists than real. Well, than I, I loved watching the video of the looting in a Nordstrom's, and you walk in, and it's just like some some chick with her face covered, and she's just like looking at the rack, just like one one piece of clothing at a time. Like doop, 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 doop. I'll take this <laughs> one. Doop, doop, doop. Doop, 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 doop. And then boy, just, do I sure miss shopping. <laughs> and they just walk right out the door. <laughs> like that's so interesting. You never we never got to see looting with cell phone cameras because it hasn't been on this scale since 92 as far as i know yeah, it, yeah and I, I i i'm on i'm of the opinion too that like i don't believe that the, the looters and the rioters and stuff i don't believe they give a rat's fucking ass about black lives matter or george floyd doubt. or the things that are going on in society you right see, now they, you see them dragging just... like a giant 70 inch tv out of target throwing it into the trunk of their car <laughs> it's like yeah well they're you're you're just I don't. Uh. Yeah, they're 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 absolutely one hundred percent opportunists because they know that the, the police are occupied mm-hmm. somewhere else, and like those, I and it's unfair to judge the peaceful protesters against you know the the people who are taking advantage of the situation, and mm-hmm. you know so and yeah, like 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 you said, I guess we can only just hope and provide our support, you know, uh, over on my instagram and facebook page this last week i offered my support and my help in any way to anybody who might need it um yeah and i definitely was expressed was was expressing how like i feel all this guilt about i was always silent before and you know and because i didn't and i'll be honest i did because i didn't want to rile anybody up Mm -hmm. and because i have people in my life who get riled up at things that honestly they shouldn't be riled up about because we're talking about basic morality here and and i and i don't think that's okay and i think being quiet especially nowadays is doing more harm than good um so yeah i I guess my advice to anybody out there is just like speak up dude like speak up and like don't let people think that it's okay to act this way anymore because it's not a political issue and they got to stop hiding behind that excuse um this 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 is stuff that affects everybody and this is this is this this is honestly making our country way worse and it's making it seem as if we've learned nothing in the past 300 almost 300 years and you know i I wish i wish that it could stop but it's always been there yeah and that's 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 the problem that's the uncomfortable truth we Mm -hmm. have to we have to accept it's always been there and we have to finally take a look at ourselves and finally change for the better that's the only way we can grow as 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 people individual people and as collectively as a society because it's Mm -hmm. not a again i keep i keep bringing it up it's not a political issue we got to stop we got to stop saying that it is 
Ugh. And maybe maybe teach children uh, as well. You know. Yeah. How, how that's to one not, thing. How to not go into victim mode all the time, if yeah. possible. If possible. Yeah. I know well, chil- children kids, are just awful, but if you can treat, if you can teach them, <laughs> then, then you know maybe you can go far. But yes, unfortunately, there's a lot of kids out. Yeah, there's a lot of kids out there who <laughs> love playing the victim for like you know sh- the shitty things that they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure their parents play the victim very easily. Oh, I, and I, I think I, yeah, they learn it from their parents for sure. My goal in life is to try to stay away from that uh, at all costs because. So ridiculous to hear other people, but mm-hmm. I'm sure I, I I do a fair amount of time. Like God, I had to wait two hours for my haircut. It was bullshit. Yeah, there's more. The world is things. against me. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely more important things in the world right now than I know. Like worrying the, about the, shit like the that. car the car wash breaking as soon as I get the soap on my car. I mean, that's like real victimhood right there, right? <laughs> Adam, you're the real victim. Where's your Where's your march? Where's my parade? <laughs> and but so all of, the, we... all of the great tragedies of the world have been going on since the history of the world. Authorities, harm, non-authorities, mm-hmm. rapes, murders, murders, systemic uh, racism, incest, like like these things unfortunately it's like society has tried and tried and tried and tried to get a handle on yet it never ever seems to happen never seems to get better i mean i i can personally not do any of those things and you know i think call, the majority call it a successful people, life yeah i think the majority <laughs> of people can do those things and that's like the like thinking positively i think that's like a, a reality we also have to look at like the major, the vast, overwhelming majority of people are just good people who want to be left alone, and you know, for the most part, believe in that we all should be treated equal and things like that. But it's 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 these few bad seeds, and a lot of them that, and a lot of them we elect into power, and and like I keep saying, like we have to stop excusing that behavior because again, it, it, it these things affect everybody. It, but you know. When I went on my angry rant last week, I'm like, you know, when I when I say these things, people are like, oh, Mike, you don't understand. Just vote Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> but when when you've actually talked to people who have committed all these things, they are the first ones to 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 say they they were the victim, and they had to act that way out of their own like safety or whatever. And you're just like, what? And and you can't yeah, like you I can't mean... un you can't change their narrative so that that's the that's the downside of this whole thing is that sure, they are yeah. they and are and stuck people... in that and you and... can't just like tell somebody like no dude it's not like that it's like this and they're gonna be like oh you're right i i, I shouldn't have done that like it just doesn't happen like that so yeah, it's it's I, literally it... if you can start from the ground level up you might you might be able to avoid that kind of stuff right um, yeah and and I, and I agree with you like from speaking psych from like a psychological standpoint like everybody who's committed like a bad like a bad crime or a bad thing that has a story to tell like something mm-hmm. something led them down that path mm-hmm. and i think that's true for like people who like like i say like excuse systemic racism and like think that like oh these black people they're just they're just overreacting blah 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 they're trying to just overthrow a government blah 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 because they, they just don't like trump or republicans or whatever like something led them down that mm-hmm. path and something led them down that way of thinking 
And because if... when you try to convince somebody who murdered somebody that that was wrong, when in their mind they were like, no, I had to do that because of X, Y, and Z. It wasn't just like, a, hey, 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 I'm going to go murder this person because I want to. Right. Um, it's never that cut and dry. <laughs> so, yeah. Like trying to change that, like with those guys that I worked with, like just getting them to say, I shouldn't have done that is, is like pulling teeth and can sometimes take 10 to 15 years of them being incarcerated before Ooh. they can have that kind of insight. And in the meantime, they spiral and spiral and spiral and do all sorts of retarded things while they're incarcerated to get themselves in more trouble. Um, so yeah, I'm just, that's, that's that reality. Yeah. Let alone the people who just assaulted somebody or diddled a kid or whatever. I mean, they all have that, that mindset of like, no, I, I did this for a reason. It wasn't just because I was trying to be an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and that's, that's the hard thing about being like, I guess somebody who is like very empathetic because you, you, I mean, yeah, I, I understand that as well. And it's just, it, 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 it's like we both said, like, you know, everybody has a story to tell and everybody was led down a certain path. So I want to be understanding and I want to, I want to open that dialogue, but you can't force somebody to change. Somebody mm -hmm. has to want to change. And that's, I guess that's, that's where the impasse is. Mm -hmm. You can't, that's, it's, it's just a roadblock. So we can't get over that sometimes. I and, know. and that's, that's the infuriating part. Cause I want to just be like, no, you don't do that because it's bad and it's whatever. But you can't convince everybody of that. I guess the only thing we can kind of do now is like hope that because of how, how out and open all these issues are now that people mm -hmm. do actually want to listen and want to learn and don't be afraid either to ask stupid questions. Like, you know, like, like maybe ask somebody like, yo, like, uh, I'm sorry that I, said this thing back in whatever back weeks months ago but like can you can you tell me why that was wrong because mm -hmm. like i don't under you have to have that self-awareness too and that's, that's true of everybody like all of us have some sort of blind spot when it comes to things we you know a lot of things that we don't understand so we have to be okay with asking stupid questions with people who might know the answer Mm -hmm. And, you know, that doesn't mean that you're weak. That doesn't mean that you are dumb. Mm -hmm. You know, not every, no, nobody knows all, all the answers or anything. And, and, and but a little bit of education can go a long way. And if it, if that, if that helps you to understand the plight of your fellow man that, oh, my God, that's a that's a that's a huge win. I know. I know. So I guess we'll just kind of leave it at there then, huh? I guess so. for now we, we solved racism. Right we sure did. Man. 50 minutes and, in, and, man. And in record time. We did it before an hour. Nice. <laughs> oh, now all man. we got to do is distribute this to everybody's ears. And, yes. one, and, and you know what? And in due time, by this time next week, I guarantee we're going to get Medal of Honors. And what's great is that like nobody <laughs> else in the world is talking about this. So we're right on the cutting edge. Uh, oh yeah, of the of the, of the real discussion. So I think now we good. just have to get like we just have to get like Pepsi to sponsor us, and we're <laughs> going to be distributed like everywhere. <laughs> Everybody will be there. Yeah, Pepsi and was it Kendall Jenner fighting the good cause? <laughs> <laughs> Kendall Jenner. Oh my gosh. Oh oh fucking. It's so sad, dude. Like somebody like 
tried to do that to a cop. <laughs> I saw footage of somebody like trying to give a Pepsi to a cop that was standing in a riot line. Oh god. And they fucking just pepper sprayed her. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yep. That is yep. not not gonna We are we are a long problem. way from from solving the issue of police well, accountability up here. You never out. you never know what's in that Pepsi can, I guess. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh it's a knife. It's a bright blue knife. Bright blue knife filled with oh, man. caramel syrup. <laughs> <laughs> Red dye number two. Man. Uh, so, so we'll see what happens. All I can say is uh, we'll see, November might get interesting. I'm sure more stay-at-home orders will come out of this uh, now that everybody's back out coughing on each other and mm-hmm. the numbers yeah, will start I'm, to I'm go really, up again. That's We're, one thing, too. I'm like really worried about the people who are out protesting. Like I don't want any more spikes in a coronavirus hmm. uh, exposure because like oh my god you, I, I, I see all this footage I'm like oh my god you guys are standing so close together <laughs> and like I get it you have to you you can't mm-hmm. you can't manage this you know the six feet apart rule when you're peacefully protesting but at least a lot of them are wearing, are wearing masks I suppose there is that yeah. but they, they have a, a bigger cause to worry about and I'm like um okay and it just sucks agree, that like but... all this ha- yeah it sucks that all of this is going on during a pandemic it's like <laughs> i know there are much more important things to talk about right now than mm-hmm. germs but fuck this couldn't have happened at a worse time well we were we were primed for it because we had sat around and built up all that energy uh mm-hmm. just waiting to go outside again and then there was an excuse yeah exactly <laughs> so you want to talk a little bit about some fun stuff well, that scary kids, scaring kids album was uh, all about burning down cities. So that <laughs> very, very poignant. Poignant was the word of the week, wasn't it? <laughs> A city sleeps in flames. Two thousand and five by uh, by Skaska. Skayske. I'm calling him Skayske. Okay, Skayske. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I was really. It was interesting to like be listening to this album while I'm watching the news. I'm like. Everything I'm hearing is happening right in front of me <laughs> on mm-hmm. the news. And it's like, that was 2005. It was a pretty relatively peaceful time because all the anti-war demonstrators had really cut back by that point. Mm-hmm. But um, apparently, what was his name? Tyson Tyson something. Uh, he Tyson Ty- Stevens? Yes. He, he knew what was coming. I mean... He was like 15 years ahead of his time, and I'm so I'm so glad he he lived to see his album. Oh wait, <laughs> Adam Tyson Stevens is dead. He didn't quite make it, did he? But that yeah, was a really Tyson good album. Stevens. I'm gonna say it now. I'm going out okay. on a limb here, and I know it was like not condoning burning cities down and whatnot, but this album spoke to me <laughs> in a yes. very good way. <laughs> the city sleeps in flames, but figuratively speaking figuratively so yeah i I mean i know you didn't listen to this album at the time no you you didn't kind of check it out until 2017 ish after you said dave put it on his top 100 list correct and he like we had a conversation and i asked him like is it time for me to check this out and he said bro it's been time so it's been time just wait till three years from now you'll get it Um, (laughs) right (laughs) again dave cusp on the on the cusp of the cutting edge (laughs) so it's just like you know it it sounded like chiodos and and it sounds very 2005 though doesn't it without the piano elements sure yeah and a lot more I guess political. <laughs> yeah, there's keyboard elements in the in in this, but it's not mm-hmm. like very. It's not as orchestral, I suppose, mm-hmm. as way and theatrical that right. uh, Chiodos likes to be. 
So I was I was digging it, though. I was very happy to listen to this, and I wish I had checked it out sooner. Um, I don't know what happened to them after they kind of broke up, 2010-ish, 2009 mm. or so. They've just kind of been here and there. Uh, I, I know I saw them at, like, Warp Tours, or not saw them, but like I saw that they kind of, like, did Warp Tours here and mm-hmm. there, and... Yeah, after their second album, they just kind of petered off, really. Because the second album, I thought, was pretty good as well. I gave the yeah. first album a 8 out of 11. That's so really good. That was pretty awesome. And then the second album was, I felt, a lot more theatrical. I got a kinda... question for you, though, for that first album. Do you, mm. do you feel like it holds up? I feel like it sounds very 2005. Yes. And I don't think that somebody listening to it now with fresh ears in 2020 would appreciate it i guess like i don't i, I don't well, think it I think stands I, side if, by side with 2020 bands if 2020 wasn't didn't become what 2020 has become <laughs> um i would have just been like oh what were they whining this about is the worst year in the history of years <laughs> like why were they whining so much 2005 i was like whatever you know it's just like oh so some good songs i'd probably still give it an eight out of 11 but sure. uh, i think that that just was interesting <laughs> Okay. It didn't make me like the music any more or less, but it just made it feel a little bit more. I don't know. Just I connected with it a little bit more because of. So, from your perspective, it does hold up then. Yeah, I think I think it's fine. I think if you haven't listened to them yet, I think you would still like them now. Sounds good. But the twenty two thousand and seven self titled album, you Mm -hmm. like that. A lot more, sounds I like, gave, right? I gave that one a 10 out of... 16? Four, 14. I didn't count the uh, the two interlude tracks. Ah, okay. Oh, wait, no. I <clears throat> Actually, there's there's the intro track on yes. there. Yes. And then there's one interlude track. So technically, it's a 14-track album. I believe there's like two interludes right by each other, isn't it? Well, one is an interlude and another is a song. Even though it's only like, like a, a very minute, very short a minute song. forty, okay. yeah, but it's still okay. it still counted that as a song, and I thought it was pretty good. And okay, yeah, this was a, like that song faces track four. I was like, this is mm. pretty dope. I believe I saw a music video for that mm-hmm. uh, a while ago, or yeah, it was around the time that like Dave recommended it to me. So I'm like, okay, well, let me actually listen to their music first before I download the albums. And mm-hmm. I think faces was one of the ones that I saw. Yeah, mm. dope fucking song, dude. That was really good. I, like the first five six tracks of that album are pretty solid and uh i know track three i can't remember the name of it off the top of my head but Mm. that one was pretty good yeah i don't remember it either so uh yeah thank you dave for finally uh informing us and i know it took me three years to get around to it but good good choices good choices Mm. are you interested in hearing more from this band at all like with cove reaper do you think definitely i would have i would have been all over this with cove i mean i, I hope that that still happens i know their their tour got yeah. canceled and everything yeah, yeah hopefully it got postponed but do you think um this band is going to do anything new in the future with cove reaper well dead american doesn't seem to be doing too much does it and also no new singles since that EP. It's too it's too political of a band name at this point. They got they got to let it go. So it's <laughs> like, they should probably just stick with Scary Kids Skay Skay. 
um, ska, ska. Ska, ska. <laughs> and just kind of go from there. I know it's like a hundred percent nostalgia at, at this point. Yeah. But um, I would be definitely interested to see what can become of it. Maybe okay. they'd even like, I don't know, re re-release the original album with Cove. Uh, that might be interesting. Yeah. That, I mean, that, that sounds super cash grabby, but like, yes. hey, I'm down for it. <laughs> Especially, you know, since, you know, sounding 2005, it's got that, it's got that 2005 production value. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit. I didn't think it was that bad, but. That's part um, of the charm though. That, yeah. You know, isn't it? So I guess that would be maybe a little too cash grabby, but uh, it's hard to tell. I mean, Cove can add some good elements to that, I think. Okay. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Very cool. And uh, you've also been checking out some more Bill Morale. Bill Bill Morale. So I listened to albums two, three, and four. Now, the, I I don't know if I'm just absorbing it too quickly, but it's not connecting with me yet. Um, well, it sounds like they're very quick albums to get through, too. Yeah, I mean, each each one is nine tracks, maybe 20 to 25 minutes each. So I was like, oh, I can crank these out. But then you listen to them, and you're just like, I don't know where one thing ends and one thing begins. So there's there's definitely some standout tracks. I know there's one on the Letters album called Pain, which is a really good song. Um, but it's, it's, it's all kind of pop punk, very... Sunrise Skater Kids, heavy, <laughs> um, easy core kind of stuff. I, sure. it, I feel like it takes a little bit of a twist on albums uh, five, six, and seven that I'm listening to now, but I'll have more about them next week. But um, I mean, it, it's just like, let's crank out the tunes, man, and, and crank out some songs. And, you know, I don't have too much else to say about it. Um, I mean, yeah. as far as like, <laughs> An, al- an album that was kind of written and produced and distributed all by like one guy though mm-hmm. i mean that, that that pretty high standard right i think so uh, or you can't set the bar like too high i guess is what i'm mm-hmm. trying to say right right and i don't know there's something about the quick turnaround where it's like i you know writing songs for a band like you can crank out a bunch all at once but they all kind of sound the same Sure. And yeah. That's, that's where you that's... like you, you weed out the fluff and then like you know, make it make an album and then you wait three years and you're kind of in a different place. Where this is just like barrage straight through of kind of similar stuff, even though like I'd say half of it is is good and, and fun to listen to and enjoyable, but the other yeah. half is is not. That's so. always my uh concern when uh bands or artists uh put out material so quickly mm-hmm. it, like i it always i always feel especially because like you know you and i have written music before collectively as a band mm-hmm. and like there's a whole process to it and it's, it's there's a lot of like writing and rewriting and reworking and mm-hmm. and, and you have those like, songs oh, where you're like okay these four songs were all written right around the same month and yeah. they have a similar flow to them. <laughs> so, right, yeah. But, so maybe so, we should break them up when we release them or something. Yeah. Or maybe we should kind of maybe play them together on a set because we're going to play with a band that's very similar to the sound. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you have an artist like this with Bill Murray, like Bill Murray, and like to a, to a certain extent, like even like Nothing Nowhere or other emo rap artists who can put out album, mm-hmm. like two albums a year or whatever. Right. It's like, it's like, did you really like 
sit on this for too long or did you just kind of fart it out mm-hmm. like you know I, I always get really concerned about that so mm-hmm. it sounds like bill this bill murray stuff is just kind of like he had an idea he recorded it because he mm-hmm. could because yes. <laughs> he has his own studio and like yes sure here you go. and then he put him out and he's got that johnny frank you know following that are always going to follow him so yeah they're going to love i wonder it. And if I like, think people I... are absorbing his full albums or just kind of like picking at songs here or there whichever one sounds great because I, I at least know with the banana album, which is the next one, mm-hmm. um, there's definitely some bangers on there that are just like, oh yes, I'm digging this now. I can't I say like the one that Dave recommended you yes. check out first too. Yeah. As for how it fits with all eight of the tracks on there, I'm not so sure, but I'll mm-hmm. get around. And then by the time I get to Taco, which is album seven. Like it feels like a completely different style of music at this point. So <laughs> I remember seeing on because I follow him on Twitter with for the, for the band's Twitter, mm-hmm. and around the time that Taco came out, apparently he named it Taco because he really wanted a Toyota Tacoma, oh. <laughs> and like he was like putting the energy out there that he wanted somebody to like sell him a Toyota Tacoma, so he named the album Taco. I think. <laughs> Maybe Dave, Dave and Ian talked about that on okay. their podcast. <laughs> I just remember like reading those Twitter threads, like maybe this guy's music is not for me. <laughs> maybe somebody's on too many drugs right now. Yeah, maybe. Like maybe this guy has too much power to release music. <laughs> so I'll, I'll have a more thorough account of Banana, Solid Chub, and Taco next week. And then I'll just blast through the last two albums uh, I know one is called Wet Milk and Rich Sips, and the, my God, so what, what those are about seven out al- seven songs each for those albums. Blink One Eighty Two motherfucking <laughs> albums are you listening to right now? <laughs> and I, he, he said on Facebook that his next album is going to come out this year. He's like, all right, I'm going to release my new album this year. Just gotta just gotta put the vocals on it, and it's going to be called like Egg. Four Plate. hours later, Egg Plate. I think is going to be the name of it. Egg or Plate. Mm. I I don't know if that's the exact one, but. <laughs> See, this is like this, this. This goes right back to our um, conversation about attack, attack. Like, this is putting the energy in my mind that like I shouldn't take this guy seriously. But the music is all serious. There's nothing. Okay. There's nothing comical about anything else. It's just it's kind of like fifty-fifty for me right now. Mm. So, but also yeah, maybe I'm I, also I a hip- a shot. Maybe I'm also a hypocrite because Dance Kevin Dance does funny things. There you so. go. There yeah. you go. But they also off. don't put out like two albums a year, you know. Right. Their music stand. I think their music um, speaks for itself. So on top of that, I'm listening to Casa Loma, which is the oh. brand new June 5th EP from, as I'm just putting it, the chubby singer from Man Overboard. <laughs> his <laughs> his name Loma. All his right. name is Nick Ambrosi. I think is the correct correct pronunciation ambrosi and luckily i mean i just saw an article about it on alternative press and i was like oh hey that's cool i have nothing else to listen to so i might as well throw this on the pile and like i was looking at all the stuff about it and no mention of it being an ep and then it comes out and it's an ep so like oh cool even better it's even shorter Johnny craig has has, has, has done it again (laughs) so for those of you who don't know those of you who don't know, like Casa Loma is actually a Gothic revival style mansion in the Garden of Midtown Toronto, Canada. It is now a historic house museum and landmark. 
was constructed from 1911 to 1914 as a residence hey. for the financier Sir Henry Pella. Nice. I mean, that's like all of Man Overboard's fans are uh-huh. insane about 1911 and 1914. They won't <laughs> shut up about those three <laughs> years right there. So this is so not much online. No, not much in online information about Casablanca. No. really. It's basically just his his solo project, and it's a stripped down acoustic, piano driven kind of soft kind of thing so far. And uh, I've only given it a few listens, so I'll have a more thorough review next week. And uh, the other, it reminded me that the other lead singer, his name is Zach uh, Einstein. Eisenstein. There you go. Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, He had an EP for his side project band called bright green that came out in 2017. And I've been meaning to listen to that for three years now. And now I'm finally doing it and, and I'm nice. enjoying, I'm enjoying it so far. It sounds like a heavier version of man overboard in my opinion. So mm, it's an like interesting, kind of like a, well, is, is, is man overboard easy core? No, they're pop punk. They're pop so like punk an easy core version. Of, yes. Of... Yes. Okay. So like heavier guitars, um, and not as depressing lyrics from what I can gather so far. But, That's what I um, love about Man of the Board. I know. It's like it's there. It's just not as depressing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that way. <laughs> Where Casaloma is kind of, he. I read in the article, this is like an EP that he kind of wrote, you know, for for his kids and a little bit more positive kind of stuff. Oh, so it's, nice. it's, it's fun to, li- to listen to the dichotomy between the two of them right now even if the albums are several years apart from each other. Very cool. So, and you've been listening to what? I, so I'm going to be real with you, audience. I had every intention to start my journey listening to The Doors and mm. uh, maybe checking out some other stuff. I've been kind of on the verge of uh, of, of depression this past <laughs> week, so I haven't really had the energy to listen to a lot of music. Well, when you but... when you do psychedelics someday... Um, it's better to do it when you're in the right frame of mind. That's a it's bold about... <laughs> statement, Adam. You said when I do psychedelics yes. one day. Because <laughs> you're jumping into the doors. So it's like, it, it's about the the timing. It's about uh... the environment. It's about the dosage. <laughs> and okay. I feel like the doors, I don't know, because I absorbed them so many years ago. Right. That I have no idea how to like, even say like, prepare you for them <laughs> i can't be like just listen to all five albums and you'll have fun or no you definitely take it one at a time I, I have no idea all i can say is that when you finish strange days which is mm-hmm. album number two i want you to go online and listen to the entire track of the celebration of the lizard now they tried to record that song in the studio and they okay. were nev- never able to you know so what? It's like bootleg copies of it, or? like live copies. Yeah, like a, a live okay. version of it because they've definitely played it live numerous times, and it's a full—I don't know how many minutes it is. It's long, and but you, but I feel like you need to hear that, and I'm not sure if because they're they're they on waiting for the sun, which is album three. Okay, they do one track. There's one track on there that is like a piece of celebration of the lizard. Okay. And I don't know which if you should listen to the full version first, or if you should listen to the the short the, sh- the short clip first. This is but a lot of homework. Somewhere in there, <laughs> somewhere between around album two and three, you got to listen to that full like fifteen to eighteen minute song, 
um, just just to get that, I don't know, just to get that understanding. This is going to be my only homework before you, uh, as you go into this band. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm going to have to have you give me written instructions because that okay. was a lot. Because <laughs> the, the first three albums are definitely the psychedelic ones. The last three are like the bluesy ones where still you can listen to those on psychedelics and have a good time. I've learned mm. that, but <laughs> that I know now, but the first three, <laughs> you have experience with that. The first three is all like, Hey man, we've been doing acids for a while and we should write. We, I'm going to write about this shit and, okay. and see where I can so go with it. My experience with the doors when I hopefully get to them soon is going to come from a very straight edge uh, point of view. So yes, <laughs> we'll see how that, uh, well, we'll see how that experience. Cause it, it was for me yours. too. I mean, sure. I, I started listening to them when I was like 17, 18, I wasn't doing any sort of drugs listening to them and I still fell in love with them without right. needing yeah. that. But and there I was feel always, like I, sh- I should be able to get a similar experience as well. There was al- always like a driving call to want to try something like that, but still, you know, obviously the the, the fear and lack of being cool uh, got in the way of that. More, I'd say more <laughs> the lack of being cool was the bigger component there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, also listening to them when you're 17, 18, and you're like desperately looking for something to latch onto, yeah, like that that's where i was going like i i I didn't know anything about like looking into current music um so i just went backwards (laughs) to what okay to what to what i had listened to with with my my parents through the years okay um but that was like the first i don't know over the top band that i remembered listening to just like through classic rock stations so i was like i should probably piss your parents off and I was just like, this is probably the one I should start with first because it seems the most over the top. And it just kind of sparked me from there because this was before. I mean, I, I definitely listened to the Goo Goo Dolls and, and stuff prior to that. But like mm-hmm. this was the first band that I like absorbed every album. Like I only had that one Goo Goo Dolls album that I that I was listening to. I was listening to a boy named Goo in the '90s. Um, so, <laughs> but like the Doors was like the first band that I just like threw myself 100% into. Yeah, and, and I and I am really looking forward to um, checking them out because this is a band that means a lot to you as well. And you know, and I've always I've always been curious, just never really took the plunge to do it. And and, and I apologize because I was intending to do it this past week, but like I just been it's okay. so it's okay. fucking exhausted, man. Like I said, it has to be the right timing and the right dosage. And you, you'll know, <laughs> you'll know when you're ready. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. I saw you yesterday. I should have got, I guess I should have got some mushrooms from you. But anyway, uh, so, uh, but I did manage to like, I, 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 I wasn't really in a big music mood this past week. Um, but I, so I just kind of like went all in. And just took, I, I just like dove into the deep end with a band that I never, that I'm not familiar with, that I, that I came, came that I supposedly had never heard their music before until I listened to this new album. But um, Palais Royale. Yes. Um, I don't know how to pronounce their name, but like, it's just, I, it's just Palais Royale. Palais that's Royale. I, that's sure, how I go with that. Um, yeah, so uh, this is a band that's been around just for a little while. They've been around since, well, they've been a band since like 2008, but they released mm. their first studio album in 2016 with Boom Boom Room, mm, side A, yes. followed that up with Boom Boom Room, side B in 2018. Yes. 
Uh, their new album came out two Fridays ago. Uh, it's called The Bastards, uh, leading off with their lead single, Little Bastards. Mm. And uh, that that's the first single off of this album, and that's the first track on, on the record. And apparently, I, I've heard that song, and I have no idea where I've heard that song before. It was that's very so recognizable. Weird. That's yeah, very weird. Very... Like, where could you have possibly have heard it? Like, like a random yeah, podcast or something? I don't know. I don't, I don't know what else like, you're I, listening to at this point. I didn't listen. I, I don't listen to a lot of music podcasts, and like a lot of music podcasts, the, the music podcasts that I do listen to, they don't always go like track by track the way we do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't watch commercials, so like this, I, I, this chorus wouldn't, couldn't have been on a commercial I've seen. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. That's so it's weird. so strange. Was it in a, mo- a movie trailer, perhaps? Oh, since you're still I look that up, or, yeah, or maybe did you it fi- was a movie trailer. You didn't stop watching those. Yes, like I told you to. <laughs> well, luckily, society has forced me to stop going to the movies. Did you know this last Friday was supposed to be uh, Wonder Woman 1984? Mm, I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, so Little Bastards, like that's a song like I was so familiar with it. I was able to sing the chorus the first time I put this album on, like earlier that's this past weird. week. That's so very it's weird. Just, yeah, so strange. But um, I was explaining them to Adam uh, yesterday when we when we hung out, but like they kind of reminded me a bit of My Chemical Romance meets meets The Killers meets um and like I'm 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 kind of recontextualizing it meets like early 1975 meets David Bowie. Interesting. Yeah, okay. They, 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 like we listened to their album, a uh, little uh The Bastards. Like I did get kind of like a glam rocky kind of Bowie sound. A little bit. The lead singer, when he screams, he sounds just like Gerard Way too. So mm. that's a lot where my uh, that's a lot of my uh, where my my chem um, comparisons are coming from. Uh, so this album, uh, knowing supposedly nothing about this band, diving right into it, it's a uh, 15 tracks long with the bonus track. Uh, mm. It's it's a quick little demo bonus track. Honestly, you can skip it. It's not very <laughs> good. But um, so we'll just say 14. So 14 tracks. Um, it's, it's roughly like 45 minutes long and it's a very entertaining interesting album uh, it has a bit of that mainstream pop stink with a little bit of edge kind of like um, hmm. like if Panic at the Disco was like kind of a heavy band hmm. um, but uh, this is a band that like I don't think everybody that I know who likes music could get into them but I think if you want that kind of edgy pop rock i think this is a kind of a good band to dive into they also have a really cool aesthetic like they're very glammy like they like they 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 dress like 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 if panic of the disco was on like early panic the disco was on crack and this kind of because you know they were very like coordinated with their outfits and they were very mm. like kind of pompous and things like that right. but like palais royale dresses like if Brendan Urie went on like a coke bender for like a weekend and like <laughs> yes. came back like kind of came back kind of like disheveled and mm-hmm. like he's missing a glove but like and he's wearing like high heels and like things like that it's, <laughs> but yeah, he's still they, really very, really attractive but still very good looking <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently this band's also really known for like really wild live shows and mm-hmm. uh, I've not, I haven't seen footage of that in any way so I'm interested to check that out some more it seems like but, they they do stuff that gets them shut down from time yeah. to time from what i've yeah, heard like really wild yeah so like, like jason know, butler like, style yeah i was about to say that like we're, we're talking like let live like style mm-hmm. of like getting shut down and being banned from venues and stuff right right so uh but yeah the mu- musically like 
the music's pretty pretty above average. Uh, maybe maybe I'm underselling it a little bit, but like uh, I don't know. I, I I think you I think you personally would would, would, uh, I, would like I, it a lot. I definitely need to give it a shot because I've been hearing about them for a long time and just kept on forgetting about them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and they're, they're, they're also one of those bands that kind of like, they, they have like character names also like the lead singer's name is Remington leaf. And <laughs> the guitarist, his name is Sebastian Danzig. Whoa. And the drummer is a uh, Emerson Barrett. And the, and the other guitarist is Andrew Martin. <laughs> Emerson Barrett. Well, I, I would imagine those could be their real names for all we know. I'm, I'm not sure. I know the lead singer's like real last name is like crop or whatever. Yeah. Oh, not 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 a sexy last name. So you know you got to go with Remington. Remington Crop. <laughs> Remington so. Leaf. Yeah, but the, it's it's a it's an interesting band, and I'm gonna go back to check out their uh, previous two uh, Boom Boom Room albums, the, okay. the Side A and Side B. So well, they've definitely def- captured my attention, though. Okay, cool. Yeah, if you listen to the Doors and them, it might be a little bit different, but <laughs> it might just be into psych- psychedelics for sure now. <laughs> it's very possible but i yeah that, that'll be fun to talk about because i i know pretty much everything about their history so right on dude right on so yeah, then you'll be the person i need to go co- i need to go to when i have questions luckily their history hasn't changed since <laughs> i was absorbing them over 20 years ago yeah yeah <laughs> except uh, did uh, it have any new music coming out soon no Ray, ray manzarek died in 2017 the keyboard player so uh like but every there's so no, like reunion tour like you think they're gonna have well they did the reunion to? tour in 2002 with the doors of the 21st century and uh like doors I, of the I, 21st century mm-hmm. that's a real Where thing ian astrobury from the cult was their singer and Stuart copeland was on drums because john densmore the drummer sued them for uh for going out without him because he he couldn't play live anymore because of his tinnitus in his ears and so they were like okay well we'll just go out and be the doors and john's man densmore was like no fuck you you know i'm in the doors and so they were like okay well i guess we're the doors of the 21st century and like it was going to be <laughs> huh. a whole thing that kind of took off but it, it never really did i saw them live in 2002 in fontana and it was one of the greatest shows i'd ever been to whoa um, and like Stuart Copeland from the police was on drums and I had never seen anybody so incredible on drums in my life at, you know, 21 years old at that point. And nice, the, dude. The, the crowd was so into it. I mean, it was so incredible to be like in this crowd of people, my age <laughs> enjoying this music. Like everybody was in their early twenties. It was, it was so yeah. cool. <laughs> well, that's, and, that's really, I, I had no idea this, this happened. I, I was mm-hmm. still, I was just trying to like, yeah. poke at the bear a little bit like and they, hey, they played hey, did you know that the bears are dead, <laughs> that the doors are dead <laughs> and they uh they played for like two and a half hours and shit it was pretty phenomenal and then i think just the legal stuff kind of dragged them down quite a bit and i think ray started getting sicker and he he uh died in 2017 which was you know many years later but they didn't really do anything too much after that so mm. every uh year that um january comes around and the that's the anniversary of the first album um they always do like a like hey the album came out you know 50 years ago 53 years ago um so there's always like robbie krieger and john densmore kind of get together and play a couple tracks and that's about it so that so they never released new music under this name they they just kind of just did all the 
all the doors hits and stuff mm-hmm. when, they did li- when they played live. Yeah, they just were cranking out the hits, and they for a while there they were doing shows with like a revolving door of lead singers. Like they did a VH1 Storytellers where like they had a different lead singer for a whole bunch of different songs. So it was like Scott Stapp was in it. Uh, you know, uh, Scott Weiland was in it. Ian Astrobury, obviously. And like just all the, all the top of rock singers of the, of the, of the late nineties, early two thousands. Wow. That's and, very interesting. Yeah. yeah Scott Weiland would have, yeah. Scott Weiland would have been like a great guest vocalist. Cause mm-hmm. he sounds so similar yes. to, uh, yeah. And it very was cool. It was pretty, pretty cool. And then I saw Ray Manzarek like do a solo show at like some restaurant. I don't even know what city it was in. <laughs> like we it seemed like we just drove and drove and drove forever. And it was like just this restaurant that had a stage and he, like it was really, really crowded too. And we just like sat there and he told Doors stories and played Doors hits. And it was, it was pretty cool. Man, that is really, really cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing more of these uh, door stories. I know. Uh, if I could, because he wrote an autobiography about 1998, and I went out to the borders in West LA where he was doing a signing, doing the signing and kind of playing some tracks. And so, like, that's I had my awkward picture of me and him from that. I don't know if I showed you that picture somewhere down the road, but I'm like, you know, <laughs> 270 pounds, p- blonde ponytail, you know, down my back. And I'm just like standing there behind Rayman Zarek, like, huh? <laughs> like, I didn't know <laughs> my stepmom was taking the picture at the time. So I just look like I'm just like, what? <laughs> and, and he signed the book. And so, like, I've, you know, read that and that was really, really cool and everything. So, so yeah, like I said, I know all the backstory stuff as well from the, the autobiographies that came from that. <laughs> well, that's cool. It's, 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 it's going to be very similar to when I was listening to the Goo Dolls then. Cause I, you know, I, I, I knew exactly who to come to when, uh, yes. uh, when I got my questions. Now, if you want to watch the, uh, Oliver Stone doors movie, Oh, after humor yes after you absorb the albums i can't say it's the most accurate portrayal of things but there's some accuracy in there so you can check that out too yeah i'm going through like a 30-day movie uh thing right now and one of the things right. i'm going to be talking about a lot is how i don't really like uh, biopics mm-hmm. because a lot of them are so like they, they seem like they're so kind of toned down and they just they're afraid to piss people off they're mm-hmm. just kind of like they, they're they rubbed with this sheen and like it's like oh it's just kind of like stroking the ego of everyone involved mm-hmm. so yeah so yeah I, i'm definitely interested because I've, I've i've never seen um what's the name of the movie uh just the doors is this called the doors okay mm-hmm. cool. i think it's like 1991 it's kind of old now but I, um, I do hear that like um val Kumer's performance in it is like very good Oh yeah, it's pretty phenomenal. Cool. Um, and I, I mean, I haven't read the whole story about their issues with the movie and like how it kind of happened, but like basically, I know Oliver Stone kind of presented the script to them, and the band was just like, "This isn't accurate, like hardly at all." And somehow Oliver Stone still got away with kind of putting the movie on. So I, I don't know if the guys just like reluctantly signed off on it or, or really like how that all went down on the legal side of things. But um, I just know they, they were not, they were not too happy with it. Yeah. Apparently something happened similarly to the Bohemian Rhapsody movie as well. Cause originally I was okay. supposed to be, um, uh, what's his name? Borat. 
What's his name? Oh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen was supposed to play uh, um, Freddie Mercury. Uh, Freddie Mercury. Yeah, and <laughs> he wanted to like he was also like in the production side of it as well. He wanted to kind of tell like a very accurate, grounded story of Freddie mm-hmm. Mercury. And the surviving members of Queen are like, yeah, we're not we're not ready to do that right now. So they got <laughs> the guy from iRobot or or whatever that show is. What's and his like, name? Remy something. Yeah. Re- oh, Re- uh, Remy Malik. Yeah. yeah. So they got him, and like, it, it's just it's so toned down. It's just mm. like, hey guys, what kooky way can we inv- invent a new song? Oh, what a great baseline! We should we should create a whole song about it. Isn't it great? We're all friends. <laughs> the end. <laughs> and then it's yeah. And then when there is like conflict in that movie, it's just like, oh, you 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 take too much drugs, there, mate. And it's like, don't tell me what. Oh, I've had a bought life. And it's like, oh, oh my god, fuck this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so Sorry. I'm kind of worried that like the Doors movie is going to be similar to that. Yeah, too. I think it kind of is because like even like the the conflict in the movie like wasn't there they like ray even talks about like you know even though yes there were a lot of drugs but we were all doing drugs and we were all having a good time with it and we didn't like almost break up because of that we only had to break up because jim was dead you know? You're right. <laughs> so, but yeah so that that's it's it's kind of interesting i don't know if there's like a more accurate portrayal out there but that's Not all right that I, know of. I i got more from reading the autobiographies than than the movies so yeah so those. don't watch biopics is is is, is, is the point i'm trying to make I but know. i might yeah i I've, again i've never seen it and yeah even if it's even i think if the val Kilmer's performance is really good that's something at least worth watching yeah the only kind of thing that ray said was really accurate was how him and jim uh decided to form the band it was like this whole thing where they like just kind of bumped into each other on the beach and started talking about music and all this stuff. It's so like that whole scene was accurate, but he said that was, that was pretty much it. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, it, it'll, it, it'll be a time. <laughs> right. Right. Cool, dude. Well, so, thank you. I'm excited again. to hear your perspective on it. Oh yeah. And I'm excited to get started too. So hopefully I'll feel a little bit better okay. um, this pet this next week and want to get more into touch base with music again so but, uh, are you are you going to listen to them this week you think because i definitely need to revisit those albums with you that's what i'm planning to yeah okay. i'm going to do one a week like i like i did with uh, the uh, goo goo dolls okay. you know luckily it's not as a giant discography as goo dolls so i'll get through it pretty quickly okay but um yeah that that's my plan i'll do one a week that way i'm not kind of overindulging and kind of mixing songs up and mm-hmm. things like that and I can get kind of a good flow of where they went in their career as well. Yes. And I don't know, read the, read the Wikipedia articles. I'm sure they're as accurate as possible too. The whole novel, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, man, thank you again for taking the time. I know it was kind of uncomfortable conversations we had earlier, but uh, you know, like we said, it's just stuff that we can't really avoid talking mm-hmm. about. And, you know, we are two men of privilege in this country. So I think it's also, important to kind of show our support and show and show our solidarity and show the fact that we are aware that these things are happening and we don't approve of it. And we don't want this to continue going on. Definitely. You know? So uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, hopefully I guess we can only hope, like we said that you know, the, the things are good. This is the beginning of 
something change to see the freaking real change police officers kneeling with the protesters i mean that's powerful stuff you know that that, there is that was very good to see it chokes me up to see something like that yeah and it 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 does make a statement too you know there 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 is such thing as when you're a cop and you don't turn in the people who that you know are doing bad things and Mm -hmm. you're kind of a bad cop too Mm. You're, you're complicit in those crimes and you have to you you as a cop have such a powerful voice and you can make change within the system and i hope that a lot of cops are also waking up to that fact as well you know mm-hmm. i'd like it's like i'd like to believe that this has been happening for a while but i i i don't i don't know if it has i don't know well, even if it hasn't hopefully this uh, is the spark that can actually um you know create good real change going forward mm-hmm. so definitely you know we're at we're at you know Mike and Adam are here at everyone's side. We we if if and I I'll, I'll put myself out there as well. If there's anything that you might need, you think that I can do to help in any way, even if it's just like reading an important article you think that everyone should read or anything like that. Like sure, educate me as well. I want to know that I I want to know that like there's something that I could do as well, and if I can share that information in any way, that that at least I'll feel like I'm helping. Again, not to make it about me. <laughs> this isn't about me, <laughs> you know. It's but not uh, about us, you know. And 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 I'm glad we actually got to talk a little bit, you know, and 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 have some fun on the show as well. So I hope the listeners did as well. Again, thank you again, listeners, for sticking with us uh, through this episode, a lot, a lot heavier than we usually do uh, for on, on the skinny. But uh, yeah, like we said, you know, we hope that you stand with us on the side of morality and the side of justice, the side of accountability as well. And again, let's keep conversations going. Like I, you, you can find me over on uh, Instagram at Mike wears Prada. You can even talk to me over uh, to this. At, if, if you're on, if you're on this cancerous website, like Facebook, <laughs> we're on facebook.com slash skinny with Mike and Adam. And uh, you know, e- emails are welcome as well at email at, at, at the skinny with Mike and Adam at gmail.com. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to, I'm, I'm willing to kind of confront uncomfortable conversations as well. You know, I, I always want to feel like I'm doing something to help. So with that said, uh, we hope you'll join us again, um, hopefully next week, right? Maybe, we should maybe, maybe, maybe in yeah. person, maybe we'll oh have to do this remote next week. God, are you kidding me? I mean, we just couldn't do it yesterday because we were busy, you know, basking in each other's glow. There's oh no time God. to podcast. So getting real human contact for the first time in eight weeks. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, man, yeah, we'll see what happens next week. But uh, we might go back to our regularly, regularly scheduled skinnying. Um, but you Every know three to four weeks again <laughs> <laughs> ah everything's back to normal <laughs> so for my co-host adam i am your co-host mike and uh you know what i'm not going to go for the joke this week black lives matter and they and you know until black lives matter then all lives will matter and i and i want everyone to understand that so see you guys next week bye <laughs>